Hello, and welcome to the Everything Publishing Podcast, brought to you by Self-Publishing Services, the industry leader in author services and independent publishing. Today, you're here with me, Melanie Callahan. I am an award-winning author with two self-published contemporary romance novellas, and I've also spent the last 20 years in the marketing industry, which makes me the marketing director of Self-Publishing Services. And I have to say, I agree with my business partner, Danica Winters, that I am super proud of the fact that our company provides outstanding customer service, and really, our bottom line desire is to be our author's advocates in this very complex industry. If you have any questions, comments, or requests after listening to this podcast, please contact us at selfpublishingservices at gmail.com. Or you can find us on social media at sp underscore services. So today we're going to be talking about um, soft openings and how to get people rolling and talking to it at networking events and a little bit more like the ticks, the not ticks, but tips and tricks of taking advantage of these conferences and these events that you find yourself as an author where you may be stepping way outside of your comfort zone yes so one of my very 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 favorite stories of all times is one of my very first big event conferences and there was like five thousand people i mean it was big Ugh. okay and it was in california i don't remember where in california um and it was when i was just starting out as an author and i was pitching to my dream editor at Harlequin. Oh, I know this story. Okay. <laughs> it's my favorite. <laughs> it's my favorite story ever. Um, pitching to my dream, dream, dream editor. Um, and I was so nervous that I literally, I think I went into, my body went into shock. <laughs> and I could not feel my arms or my legs. And I am not kidding. <laughs> I mean, people in line while we were waiting outside these pitch, pitch opportunities or appointments were like, just breathe. Just breathe. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I'm ready. I'm prepared. I've studied. I am a nerd. So I have paperwork and charts. <laughs> and just kidding. I really didn't have charts. But I did have like my three by five She card. got charts now. <laughs> oh, I, I got I got me charts now. But <laughs> um, no. So I'm standing there. My name is called. I'm like, okay. <sighs> right? <laughs> One of these things. And I walk in, and I get over to the table, and no kidding, I tripped on the table leg, and I landed in my dream editor's lap. (laughs) Way to make an entrance. Uh, Unforgettable, okay? I'm dead embarrassed, because, okay, I am a klutz. I will admit it freely (laughs) and openly. That I am an S-show when it comes to social graces um, and making an entrance, apparently. Um, But so she was so gracious, though, and so wonderful. And she's like, it's okay, it's okay. And I'm, like, almost dying of tears and, like, oh, my God, I just screwed this whole thing up. All I have is five minutes with my dream person, and I I am literally the girl that fell in her lap. So she sits me in my chair. (laughs) And she's like, so what's your name? And I had just taken a pen name at that point. And I said, oh, my name's so-and-so. And And she goes, oh, no, that's my name. (laughs) What's your name? And at this point, all I could do was laugh. 
to the point of near tears. <laughs> and it might have actually been tears. I'm not sure. Um, and to this day, I'm pretty sure. In fact, I have heard, you know, through the grapevine that she still remembers me <laughs> 10 years later. So You haven't run into her again? I have not. Well, she works for a different company now. Oh, so. No, but I have I have a reputation as basically Bella Swan and hurting myself in public. But so so again, networking, networking tips and tricks. First of all, don't trip at the table, right? I mean, <laughs> but you can't control that. Oh my god! I mean, but what a way to make an entrance to your first pitch. But on a side note, that same year, I think that killed my nervousness because I went into my next pitch. And got an agent. Oh. That well, that same worked out. year. Yeah. So I think maybe starting yourself on fire and <laughs> not figuratively, okay, right, right. Um, kind of gets rid of some of the nerves for you. <laughs> it can't possibly go worse than the first <laughs> and, one. So. And now I'm actually a pitch mentor. I just mentored in Seattle not that long ago. And the people were like, I just don't want to go in and make an idiot of myself. And I tell this story. And it's funny because then everybody's like, dude, you're a shit show. Right. And I can do better I can than do that. Better. Exactly. So if you're ever nervous, just keep that in mind. I mean. Well, and that's the thing I like to tell people too is that when you're at a conference and you're sitting in front of an agent or an editor at a pitch session, they're there because they want to find somebody that they like. So they're coming into it with an open mind yeah. and a hopeful heart that they're going to find their next best-selling The author. diamond in the rough. Yep. And that could be you. And, and you know, we talked about on earlier podcasts about sincerity and genuine. Mm-hmm. And uh, tripping, <laughs> as odd <laughs> as that was, was genuine. And it, and it was an accident. and it was But it was just a meet-cute that I could never replicate ever. And the funny thing is now I write for that company. That's awesome. Yeah, I mean, it, was it related to this incident? I hope not, but maybe. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they were like, let's keep an eye on her. She's either great or destructive. She, she may start this whole company on fire. We don't know. But uh, <laughs> so seriously, I mean, there's a, it's, it's amazing what can come from these opportunities that arise. Um, one thing I would say is wear comfortable shoes. <laughs> <laughs> And make sure you can feel your hands and legs. Like, just breathe, breathe. Right? <laughs> and that, I mean, honestly, when it gets down to it, it is so easy to be so nervous and to be so hard on yourself for mm-hmm. what you perceive as having gone wrong. And so a lot of networking is just not taking yourself so seriously. It is not the end of the world if you trip and fall into an editor's lap. Yeah. But like it feels like it. Yeah, it does. It totally <laughs> does, and I get that. Uh-huh. But at the same time, you know, you can't... None of these... All these things are little moments. These are not the big moments. In the grand scheme of things. Mm-hmm. And there's and there's so many, many moments. Um, yeah. at, it, the, that first conference feels like make it or break it. And, it, and, it, it's, and all of these conferences sort of are. I hate mm-hmm. to say that, but like... They are huge opportunities, but if they don't go like you want them to, the whole event, let's say you get the flu, you still don't know what's going to come from that. Um, I actually had the flu at a speaking event that I was supposed to be at, and I couldn't make it. Like, I felt so bad because I was being paid to be at this event and speak, and I had to call in an audible. But from that, people reached out to me, and they're like, hey, this is so unlike you are you okay? 
And from that, I mean, those are where my my true readers, I find my true readers, I find my true fans. So again, turning those negatives into positives is like 99% of this business. Right. Um, which could be a whole a whole podcast on being versatile. And we've actually talked about that because we have a lot of things going on right now. But um, yeah, just, I mean, taking advantage and moving forward. And, and that's right. like, that's almost like true to story. That's true to life. That's true to networking. Because you're going to say things that offend people sometimes. Oh, I am. You know what I do? I like to go ahead and make a really offensive comment and then keep digging that hole in effort of trying to make it better. <laughs> you know? Oh like, my gosh, I love that. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's just it's like, oh, let me make this worse for you by continuing to try to explain myself when really what I need to do is apologize and walk away. And <laughs> just walk away. <laughs> oh, but that's what makes you so cute. <laughs> oh, I'm terrible. I have so many embarrassing stories about stupid stupid shit that I've said Uh uh-huh and that I will still beat myself up over but then I try to look at it as that was a learning opportunity yeah let's try and move forward with that you know like we talked about in the last podcast active listening responding at the appropriate moments to the appropriate thing that that person has said Mm -hmm. in a way that's not offensive um Mm, I had an offensive moment the other day. I don't know if I should talk about it on the podcast, but guess what? We're genuine, so we're going to talk about it. I'm at dinner with prospective clients for SPS, um, and we're laughing. We're having some wine because, oh, hey, guys. Yeah, we're drinking wine again. Shocker. (laughs) We like wine. Um, And no, we're not alcoholics, I promise. Mm -hmm. Don't worry about us. Um, But we we do like to have fun. We do. Um, I'm at dinner. We're laughing. Um, the woman I was with was very authentic and talking about her augmentation. Ah, oh, mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And we're not going to go there, but, um, <laughs> but she was great. She's such a wonderful, warm, amazing person. And uh, we're just laughing and having this great time. But the the conversation in the restaurant hit one of those lulls. Oh, no. I hate it when that happens. Because yeah. then the lizard brain kicks in and it's like, you gotta say something. No, I was mid, like, mid-sentence. Oh, that Silence kind of in the restaurant. And I yell, titties. <laughs> <laughs> so now this prospective client, instead of saying hello... Just writes the word titties to me. Nice! I We're friends, obviously. That's the kind of client that you definitely oh, know is Oh my god, I love you. them so hard. But like, it, so, oh god, yes, again, moving forward. Yes, making that. And I do want to state, to be perfectly frank, we are fully in favor of augmentations. Oh, yes, You do you. Yeah, and whatever makes you happy. If you want a new nose, if you want yep. whatevs. Follow your dreams, man. Follow your dreams. Whatever makes you feel confident and beautiful or whatever you want to feel. If you want to get horns, get horns. I mean... Do you. Yeah. That'd be real interesting. But go ahead. But go... I mean, yeah. But we're not going to judge you for it. Whatever, man. Like... Nope. Whatever. We've been judged enough. Oh, the judging. The judging. The networking judging. The dick measuring networking judging. (laughs) Again, we're waiting to hear back about the rulers statement. If you think we should buy rulers as a promo item for SPS, let us know. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God, for reals. But that leads into our our biggest thing about going into networking and feeling good about yourself. Mm -hmm. It's super important. Like, mm-hmm. before you go to a conference or whatever you're going to do. This networking event, whether it's dinner, yep. conferences, 
events. What do you need to do to make yourself feel good? And for everybody, that's a little bit different. You know, is that Mm -hmm. getting a new outfit? Is that doing your hair, your nails, your... I mean, this is all very feminine, stereotypical, whatever. Oh, yeah. But whatever it is that makes you feel like when you walk into that room that you are capable of owning the room, do that. Do that for yourself. I was just talking, because we're talking about this as being really feminine, I want to come at it from a man's perspective. Yeah. And I was just talking to a male client of ours not that long ago, and he was going to an event like this, and he's like, I just want to look my best. And I'm like, I totally, 100% understand what you're saying. Um, Because in, like, there's, in writing, there's lots of variables within this. Like, academic writing is very different than genre writing. And, like, the personas that you have to put on and the airs that you have to put on is different. I mean, you are an actor in some ways. So, he's like, I'm not an academic writer. I don't want to wear the blazer with the elbow, elbow patches. patches. I love those. <laughs> so sexy. Oh, my God. Nothing turns a girl on like elbow patches. Except maybe joxers. Oh, joxers. Tweed. Tweed. <laughs> yes. <laughs> So, so, but we were talking and I said, you know what you should do to be totally honest. And I think this guy's single. I don't remember, but I was like, go to a hair salon in well in advance of this conference and ask the hottest woman there, which is maybe a little judgmental, how he should do his hair. Ooh. And he's like, I never thought of that. That's a great idea. Yeah. Cause she's going to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. Are you talking the hottest stylist there? Yeah, yeah, yeah stylist, yeah. you know. Yeah. And and get her feedback. Mm-hmm. Do it. Actually do it. Make yourself uncomfortable. But the thing is, you know that the, the whoever you thought was beautiful thinks you look hot this way. Right. Yep. And if that is going to give you confidence, do it. Yep. Or if you're married or whatever. I mean, it doesn't even matter. It's just about believing that people think you're beautiful. And and that helps. It really yep. does help. Because people are all beautiful. Mm-hmm. Everyone in the world has something that makes them truly beautiful. And, and that can be aesthetics or it can be personality or it can be anything. So I'm, I'm coming at it from a very physical direction here. But... By looking his best, whatever it, let's say he's only a three, I don't know. (laughs) But by looking his best, his 10 personality is going to come out. Right. And and that is going to make him a solid 10, regardless of what he may physically wear or look like or whatever. Right. And um, part of that too is is these clothes. I mean, Mm -hmm. putting on the airs that you need to do. Now, going back to the feminine side of this, I have found that... To make myself feel good, I need one really nice item. Um, it doesn't have to be expensive. I can get it used. But, like, if I have a pair of Jimmy Choo shoes mm-hmm. that may have been worn by 800 other people, I don't care. <laughs> I'm going to be knowing that I'm wearing Jimmy Choo shoes, which actually I don't have. I, I'm just using that as an example. Right, right. But... That I know I'm wearing these and I'm like, yeah, girl. And I can go into the situation with confidence. Yep. As strange as that little stupid thing is, um, it gives, it makes me feel like I have an edge. Yep. And I think that's so true. It is, if you feel good about the way you present yourself, not even so much the way you look, but overall the way you present yourself, you're going to walk in with a lot more confidence. Yeah. For me, I, I don't love conferences 
The reason I don't love them is because <laughs> I feel like an energy sponge. Oh, yeah. I hate walking into that room because conferences are a time when everybody's nervous. Everybody's worked up. Everybody's, the dick measuring happens. And it feels like everybody's anxiety is amplified and I walk in and feel like I just absorb it all. And I know there's a lot of people who feel the same. And it just levels me to this point where I'm just, I'm just a wreck. I can't. The, I can't even, I can't do the English, like the words, <laughs> the they words don't are come. So hard. They are so hard. And, and then I, so in order to alleviate that, I have to really consciously prepare for, mm-hmm. okay, what am I going to do to make myself feel like I'm as well Security. presented as I can? Yep. And how am I going to block time for myself to go sit in silence yeah. somewhere and let those anxiety feelings roll yeah. off? So, so make sure, recapping here, make sure you have a security item. I'm not yeah. literally, not literally a security item, but like a kid in a blanket, whatever right. makes you feel good. Right. And then make sure, yes, the self-care thing at events, at any event is super duper critical. Um, she's, Mel's absolutely right. It is so energy zapping and I think it is for everybody. Yeah. Take airborne is a really big oh, trick for me. Like yeah. I take airborne three or four times a day while I'm at these events because I know my stress is high. Yep. My anxiety is high. You're touching things that a million other people have touched. And people want to hug. And I'm not a huge hugger, but I do hug at events. Yeah. And so like, it's just, ugh. that's one of those tricks that I've learned over the years. Yep. And drink a lot of water. A that's lot my, of water. Like, ugh, I get to the point where my mouth is like... Mm-hmm. <laughs> I could have a, a personal assistant just to bring me water at these events. For I could have reals. a personal assistant to carry me around on one of those little d- elevated couches. <gasps> oh, like a chaise. Yes. Oh, and with like a fan? Chocolate? Yeah, totally. Oh my god, I want one of those. Let's work on that. Okay, I was actually voted most likely to marry a cabana boy in high school. <laughs> That's an award? That is an award. You are welcome that you know that. And um, uh, yeah. Yeah. So I was born to have the shades lounge and the palm leaves. Certainly you were. <laughs> it is your due, your oh, majesty. Oh, 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 I'm a real beat. No, I'm, I'm totally kidding. It, it was a joke. My friends are just, I've always had wonderful friends throughout my life. So. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That's the best. It is. I love that I'm award. proud of it. I'm, yeah. I'm really proud of it. And, and maybe that's what led to the feather boa and romance. There you go. No, absolutely. It was the <laughs> the thing that started you off on the path. Oh uh, well, or it could have been the first romance novel I kiped for my mother. I don't know. Right when you were twelve, but, yeah, or so, or so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I still remember it. Uh, oh, I do too. Mm-hmm. Was the tiny little Harlequin romances on my grandma's um, bookshelf hidden away that mm-hmm. she used to oh, read yeah. when she was a bus driver? I love it. I know it was amazing. It so, was. You know what? If you guys, if you women are listening or men. And you are a romance writer, or romance book fan. Tell us about your first time. Everybody's got such an amazing know, first right? time story. Oh, it's so good. Yeah. So feel free to share that with us at SP underscore services or at Danica Winters because you know I'm going to get a good laugh out of it. Oh, we're going to love it. Yes. We will, we will retweet. We will repost. We oh, will heck do yeah, man. Those oh, are the heck best. Yeah. So what other kind of tricks besides having a space for yourself, having um, an escape, what kind oh. of tricks and, and tips would you guys, would you give other ne- new networkers? So here is another challenge that I personally have in networking situations. Because I get so overwhelmed by the large crowds, I tend to glom on. Oh. 
to one or two people where I'll, I'll find somebody, I'll connect with them, I'll feel comfortable with them. And then it's like, oh, but to leave this little safe cocoon of people that are like me is really uncomfortable and I'm just going to stay here. And what ends up happening, you know, the reason we're at these events is to network and to make connections, is I end up monopolizing their time. And that's not fair to them and it's not fair to me. And so what I am working on is trying to be better about knowing when to end the conversation. And you can do that in a way that allows you to come back to that person later or to develop a longer term relationship. But knowing when to say, hey, it was great talking to you. I got to go whatever mm-hmm. and move along to the next person. Gracefully. Gracefully. Yeah. In a way that makes them feel special and makes you feel good. Um, and, and you'll find that people are so understanding because they're in the same boat. Right. And you both are in that awkward like, Oh, hey, God. this date is over. Like, <laughs> you know what Right? I mean? Now like, we have to go talk to other people. I know. But it is hard. And I totally, like, we were just talking about security. Like, that is your security blanket sometimes, yep. is this yep. other person. Um, I know that when Mel and Claire and I, Claire's our um, editing director, travel together, we often stick together. And I'm like, we got to stop it because, like, we... <laughs> we got to break up the trail. We got to break up the, the core group here because we are just so comfortable and it's so much fun and we know each other so well and... Um, but when I go to events and I'm alone, I'm like a little bit lost for a minute and then I, I love it. It's so much fun, but yeah, I mean, it is, it is hard. It it is hard to be on your own. And if you need to go to an event with a best friend, do it, but do it knowing ahead of time, talk to your best friend about having like a code word Mm -hmm. where, Hey, we probably need to go and do some other things and then maybe meet for dinner. Like right. meeting for dinner with and having your friends at dinner is another dynamic completely, especially in these large events. Right. Because you guys can have these like conversations just like this with a, a whole table of people. Well, and you could even do something like set goals ahead of time. My mm-hmm. goal this conference is to make a real connection with five people. Oh my gosh, that's a great idea. So, you know, like I'm going to walk away being Facebook friends with five and maybe not even just five people, but five people people, five authors mm-hmm. that are in my similar situation. And that you actually like. That I actually like in my genre that can lead to opportunities down the road. Like, hey, I need a blurb. Would you offer me one? Yeah. Or, hey, would you throw this mention in your newsletter? Yeah. You know, just putting so much thought ahead of time into what are your goals out of this conference? Yeah. That might help you, help me break out of that um, monopolizing mentality that I have. Uh, that's like, a good idea. I... You know, I had kind of forgotten that over the mm-hmm. years. I used to um, go to these events with one goal in mind, whether it was to sell my project to an editor, an agent, or now I kind of come at it from a different perspective. But I wish I would remember that because I think I'd glean even more. So great tip. Yeah. And and we had talked too. Mm-hmm. like another thing that I like to do is um, where I, I have this pair of red shoes and I love them. They are, I don't, security item. they're my security item and they're memorable. Like mm-hmm. I don't wear heels. These are not heels. I have old lady feet to match the old lady <laughs> on the inside of my body. Um, right now I'm Ben Gay. <laughs> like I'm not even kidding. I wish she I hurt herself. Trick or treating. Hurt myself on Halloween. Yes. That's too much a, candy. Way, way too much candy. Um, <laughs> sorry. Didn't mean to interject. There, no, that's like, totally fine. We're old, we're old souls together. To get, we're aged before our ages <laughs> and yeah, it's time for the nursing home. Oh gosh. But I wear these cute little red flats and people comment on them regularly. And then when I see They're other cute. people wearing red shoes, it's like, 
oh, it's the Red Shoe Club, and let's take a picture. It's something to spark a conversation. Yeah, conversation it's, starters. Yeah. Love those. Yeah. Love those. Um, I kind of do the same thing. Like, but I'll, for me, I have this ring. Um, we're from Montana. I mined the sapphire, and the ring is my great-grandmother's. So, like, I look for other people with these really unique rings oh. and ask them about the story. Yeah. Because everybody has a story behind these rings or this piece of jewelry. Um, and some of them are just truly, truly amazing stories. And so I like that as a conversation starter. That's great. Another one that I used to love um, was, what is the most embarrassing thing that you've ever done? Oh. Which obviously, there are so many stories in my world. <laughs> um, but the, the things people... And it gets people to open up, like really be themselves and yeah. take that kind of that pretentious edge off. Mm, pretentious. Um, uh, I hate that. Um, <laughs> dick measuring. It was just yeah. a pretty word for dick measuring. True. <laughs> They're synonymous, totally. <laughs> but to take that kind of that edge off and let people become comfortable with you. Because, you know, that goes to the other thought that I'm having, which is people will never remember what you say. They will remember how you make them feel. Right. And, um, I'm one of those people that just want people to be happy around me. Like, yes. I, and that's why I'm a writer. I want to entertain. Yes. Oh, totally. Right. And, I, and I'm dark. I write really dark stuff, but I want to leave you wanting more and enjoying that experience for whatever you needed it for. Escapism, enjoyment, um, if you're at your brother-in-law's and you hate your sister or whatever, like, you know <laughs> what I mean? Like I, that, but I want to make you feel good. And that's. And that hopefully in my world comes through in these networking opportunities too. Right. And however, whatever, whatever embarrassing story you tell me, I won't use it against you too. No. And that's the other thing. You have to be able to be a little bit vulnerable. Yes. Um, and, and being honest and sincere. Ah, funny that word came up again. Again. But yeah, finding, finding your thing. Um, whatever is true to your, your, not maybe even your genre, but your personality. Yeah. Yeah, and that's, I mean, it always goes back to that. I find, I find people one-on-one -on -one to be truly fascinating. Oh, yeah. There's not a single person I've met. Everybody's beautiful. Who is not fascinating in some way or another. Mm -hmm. And if you can find that, what is it about that person? Yeah. And just let them have that space to talk about it. You're going to make a real connection. And then that makes you feel better. And that kind of goes to that active listening we were talking about in an earlier podcast. I mean, mm -hmm. that is that moment, that spark that makes a person truly unique. Mm -hmm. Oh my God. I have, a, I have a cool story I could tell. It's Great. totally random. But we like love random cool stories. I was speaking at an event. Obviously, I was speaking at an event. Whatever. <laughs> I sound like such a jerk when I say that. But like, whatever. <laughs> Most of the time I'm speaking at events when I meet people because otherwise I'm working. Um, right? Buried in your home. Buried at home deep in my computer. Um, but this lady came up to me and I was trying to be an active listener and I was like, well, tell me about yourself. So like, she's like, my husband is dying. And I was like, <gasps> oh my God, I am. Why are you here? Whoa, yeah. Right? And she's like, well, he's been on hospice for a long time. Oh, um, that's so hard. Oh, I think, and I, for her, I think she was there for escape. Yeah. She needed a break. Yeah. And I And I just wanted to hold this poor woman. Again, I'm not a hugger, but I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, legitimately, her husband was, was passing away. And like, I think he passed away later that week. Mm. And oh. I did, I did t touch base with her and, and wrote her condolences. And, um, but she, we were talking and we had lunch together because I just felt so, I mean, that's, she, she needed somebody. Yeah. Um, and 
so we were sitting there talking and she's like, well, you know, what makes it really even harder is I have this estranged relationship with my kids. And um, because of her childhood and her childhood, she had been a, one of these feral children. What? I know. Right? Like this story just kept getting deeper and deeper. And I was like, she has to be screwing with me. Like having one of those moments, like, because I was just actively listening. And um, so her parents had locked her in a closet for the first five years of her life. How is she even functional? I, and, and she's a writer now. Oh my goodness. I mean, it's just amazing. I, she's working on her book or I'd give you her name and her mm-hmm. book stuff. But like, it was just such an amazing story to sit there and actively participate and actively listen to um, and how she became, I mean, she was nonverbal at five. Wow. So the the character arc from nonverbal to writing her novel and mm. being at an event while her husband is passing away. I mean, like, holy buckets, that is just amazing. And and, and that's one of those things, like, these, these events and these opportunities that are given to you are truly... Uh, like I, I, there's only one word, and that's miracle that comes to mind. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because it, it, it changes how you perceive the world. It changes your belief in other people. Yes. It changes. I mean, I'm not going to go anywhere other than like I'm not going religious here. I'm just saying it's, it's, it has such an, a major impact on not only you as a person, but on your career and on your writing. And and it comes in these real, honest, sincere, legitimate moments mm-hmm. that that change you i mean it's it's amazing it's amazing that is that is shocking and it and it takes stepping outside of yourself and stepping outside of your comfort zone and doing real prep and, and being open-minded being open-minded and thinking ahead of time about what what is the goal what is the outcome that i want from this Beyond just, I mean, I think every single one of us would say, we want a great big contract. Yeah, but my goal was definitely not to hear about a feral child. I mean, right. I didn't even yeah. know how to respond to that. But, yeah. But, um, but your goal can always be, I want to make a meaningful connection. A meaningful connection. Yeah, absolutely. And That's how, a great way to say that. How can I set myself up best to be ready to do that? And, and listen. Yep. Mm-hmm. And be listening and mm-hmm. open-minded to mm-hmm. those situations. Mm-hmm. Oh. I know. I'm like, I don't even know where to go from that. But I mean, I mean yes, it was such an yeah. amazing... I, I literally stood there gobsmacked. And to get me to not have something to say... <laughs> no words? What? Oh, I know, right? Like, ah! <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> but, it, but she's just such an amazing person. and um, But I've heard a lot of stories like this. I mean, mm-hmm. the more and more I've done this, um, one of my biggest fan, fan club members, I have a big street team, um, has leukemia. And she travels all over the United States to see me. So she's, her name's Candy. I love her to pieces. She is amazing. She's amazing. I just saw her a couple weeks ago. She came to Seattle to see me. And I mean, every time I see her, I check on her and I'm like, how are you doing? What are your numbers? And like, I know just enough about leukemia and I've done enough research and she's, she's been dealing with it for a couple years now. And, oh and you know, she gets all the books first. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Like Candy's right. like number one. <laughs> so, um, but Candy is just, just an amazing, amazing woman. And she's a giver. She's just so soft hearted and so kind. And, um, so one of the things that I, I try to be like an active listener and I try to be a good friend. It's, it's a struggle for me sometimes to be a good friend cause I get so busy. Oh, it's a struggle for us all. But, um, I put her together a package of sunshine is what I call it. 
Oh. So I went and I bought everything yellow and I did candles and I did lotions and I did all these things. And then I, I got a card with a sunshine on it to brighten up her day. That's so cute. Oh, but I love candy. I mean, yeah, but right. she, and finding these relationships that I never would have had if I hadn't put myself out there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and making these really legitimate um, relationships with people who, I, I mean, I, other than friendship, that's, and that's what I want. I want true, honest friendship with people who have a passion either for what I do or for what they love to do or whatever. It's, but it's all based on so, active listening and putting yourself out there. Yeah. Networking. Genuine contact with people. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, I think we've kind of covered what we wanted to in this episode. Yeah. We'd love to hear your feedback if you have, we A, if you have experiences that have been just amazing where you meet feral children. I know, you crazy. Know. <laughs> I mean, what an interesting story, but... Share those stories, because we love good stories. Mm-hmm. Um, and then any feedback on what you find helpful at um, conferences and events, how you prep yourself, those are things that I think could help anybody. Yeah, so. or come at it with a little bit of funny, I love funny stories, about uh, your first time romance novel experience. Yes! I, yeah, keep that it PG-13, sure. all right? PG-13. But, yeah, right. we'd, love, we'd love to hear it. I mean, it just I love a good story. Keep them coming. Awesome. Thanks, guys. We'll talk to you later. Bye. Bye. If you have enjoyed this episode of the Everything Publishing Podcast, please reach out to us at selfpublishingservices at gmail.com. You can also find us on social media at sp underscore services. Or you can check out our website at selfpublishingservices.com. We'd love it if you'd stick around. We have lots more episodes planned, and we'd love to get to know what you want us to cover. Have a great day, and I wish you productive writing.